What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tug of War. Man, we're so pumped that you're hanging out with us. That's uh, right. And for the conversation today, we're just two friends. That's right. That are in uh, leadership and ministry together where we talk about where we are, but really where we want to be. That's right. Because, you know, some days you look up at where you are and you're like, this is not where I want to be. No. But in my vision, in the future, I can see what I want to get to. And that's the tug of the tug of more. Yes. It's a fight. It's a tension. It's a struggle. And so every week we have a conversation just about where we are in life and really yeah. how we're tugging into all that God has called us to. And yeah, it's a fight and struggle sometimes. I got to give a shout out. Can I give a shout out? Always. So one of my best friends growing up is my boy, Jeff Haddon. Okay. Jeff is faithful watcher of the tug team. I know Jeff. And so, yeah, yeah, you know, Jeff and Jeff <laughs> called me this week and he was like, bro, you've never given me a shout out. And I was like, Oh, he, I was like, well, that doesn't mean that everybody just gets a shout out. Listen, Jeff. And, here's then, the he, thing. and then he was like, yeah, but half these stories you tell about Michigan, <laughs> I'm there with you, That's true. but you never, you just say like my friend my and he's friend. like, and I'm over here, my ears are burning. And he's like, <laughs> Why don't, why don't you, uh, why don't you shout me That's out? That's good. I love it. I was going to say, Jeff, you got to ask more questions, engage more, but he called you on the phone. So yeah. that's good. But he hasn't, I don't think before sent like a message to the tug of more. No. Cause if no. so, then bro, you've been knowing this bro. How long? Forever. Who do you think is the one that's going to read the message? Remember the message and then yeah. say the, like, come on. You so, help us out. Uh, but you know who? We should start talking about who our followers are. Or is that okay? Yeah. What does that mean? Kendall Truen. Oh, Kendall is the man. Shout out to Kendall Truen. Yeah, he's Kendall, always, he's always. He just hit us with a question this week that we have to answer. Yeah, we're going to do it in an, in an upcoming episode. We upcoming see, we see podcast. Kendall. He happens to be in Michigan too. What's M happening in Michigan? Murder, murder, mitten, <laughs> representing up in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jeff, well. uh, you know, you don't know this about Jeff. Jeff's a recovering cocaine addict. I do know that about Jeff. You do? Yeah. No, you don't because it's not real. Oh, it's a joke me and Jeff have. It's a joke we have that Jeff's a cocaine addict. When we were kids, I have no idea. When we were kids, when we were kids, uh, we did an event called Flint Outreach. So, like, basically, it was like get all of these white kids from this church, yeah, take them down into inner city Flint, and then invite have them invite people to like a rap concert this in the, the park. Thing. You always say that you're from Flint, but then you tell these stories and I'm like, no, bro, you from Grand Blake. Like you yeah, were, I'm from a suburb you of Flint. You were from a suburb suburb. And then yeah. you sometimes at night ran, like if you were driving through, you drove through quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flint. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's more. And so we up. were at Flint Outreach and we're at the church goofing around and Jeff like fell down some stairs or something. And he hit his head on a, on a banister, on a, like a, you know, old school church have the metal banisters Yeah. and he busted his head open. Well, so they take him to the, the hospital, like in downtown Flint uh -oh. and to like, get it to stop bleeding. They said they put cocaine. -uh. Uh, now, if you're a doctor, can you please comment? Cause I don't know if this is true. And so they said they put cocaine in the like cut. A crazy, like a nurse told him that. Or? Yeah. And so then Jeff came back to the outreach <laughs> and he was like, he was like, oh man, I'm on cocaine. <laughs> so stupid. That's so stupid. He was like, and so now uh, every time I talk to Jeff, I'm like, what's up, dude? You still, Hey, like yeah, you okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the most holy boys uh, on cocaine in downtown Flint. Okay. Yeah, we made love it. it. Love it. Well, what's up, Jeff? We're glad you're following. Guys, if you have Kendall. questions, we want to hear uh, what your questions are. That's just, right. We're just shouting out some and, of them. And the truth is, that's the easiest way to get a shout out is to say, hey, what's up? We have a question. Give me a shout out. And I have a question. <laughs> okay. What are uh, what are we talking about today? Well, now all I can think about is cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that and clip it. <laughs> all right. So, uh. At More Church, that's right. Like you said, we're pastors. Yeah. At More Church, we've been a series called Get 
off the throne. Can I just tell you, it's one of the longest yes. running series that we've ever done. Yeah. It's been basically literally since the first of the year. You yeah. did one standalone message like January 5th or whatever was the first end of the year. And then we've been in the series now for what? Nine, 10? This is 10 weeks. 10 or 11. I think it was 10, the one you just did. I okay. can't remember. I don't know. Yeah. 10. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's been but a long it's been one. amazing. It's one of those things that uh, I knew that it was six. Right. I knew it was a six week series, <laughs> but then, then like, as we've oh. been teaching, it just keeps expanding because like we did take your plan off the throne. Yeah. But there was so much to that idea that me and you did a tag did a team Sunday yeah. where we taught on it. Take your power off the throne. So take your perspective. Things. All these, your all picture, these things. Like your image, man, it's been, you did purse, like we talked about our finances. Take your purse it's been incredible because we're learning how to get off the throne of everything in our life. And I think as yeah. people on the tug team yeah. tugging into more, it is really easy to want to gain control 100%. and to want to sit on the throne. Yeah. And so it's something that you said it this week, even that this is not just something that God's given you for the church. It's something God's teaching you, yeah. teaching us, teaching yeah. our team. Yeah. And now we're able to take it and teach it to the people. Yeah. And so, I mean, scripturally, you know, the Bible talks about how God is seated on his throne in the heavens right. and that he rules, he reigns over all right. things. So he's way more powerful than we are. Right. And if he's a God who's big and mighty and strong and knows all and, but also super loves us, right. then why would we not trust him to get off the throne? Instead, what we do is in all these areas of life, we go up to God and we're like, Hey man, would you scooch over? Yeah. Go, go, go and scooch yourself. God. Right. Th this week I accidentally <clears throat> quoted a uh, <laughs> a song in the message that is not appropriate no, for Sunday. but it was hilarious. I quoted a ludicrous yeah. song. I said, move, God, get out of my way. <laughs> and I could hear a couple men of the church start laughing. Including my husband, yeah. who just kept <laughs> repeating it over and over again. I was like, stop, pay attention. But, that's, but that's what we do. We tell yeah. God, move, God, get out of my way. Right. I, I want to be in charge. And, uh, and so, man, it's been a, it, yeah, what you said, I think is true that as pastors, the best stuff that we can teach is what we've learned. Right. What well, God what has been teaching through. us. And yeah. I think our dynamic here, our, well, our heart and the way that we teach is through vulner vulnerability and transparency. You always say that you, what, how do you say it? You, I say that my goal is that, that my life should be a canvas, canvas. Yeah. of, of which I can paint the gospel upon yeah. that meaning like my life as a teacher is that I should be transparent enough to talk about what right. I've walked through. Not I walk up as Superman. Right. Never have never been hurt. Cause you've been connected to the church world very long at all. That's what a lot of teachers and preachers are. People who say, I got this. I figured it out. Forever. I'm perfect. I'm holy forever, forever. and ever yeah. and always. I never screwed up. I yeah. never did anything in my life that would disqualify me from this moment. Yeah. However, the Bible is very clear that all have sinned. We've yeah. all messed up. We've all screwed it up. And therefore that's why we need Jesus. Yeah. And so in our dynamic, we teach from a very transparent place. And so all of this series has been transparent, vulnerable. You yeah. and I both, I've had a few, uh, spoken a few of them. Bangers. And, and she did uh, take people off the throne. And, and uh, protection. And your good God, take protection off the throne. Yeah, and we want to protect ourselves. And we've both been very open about our own struggles. You literally put a picture of your mom on the throne and talked about like the right. season of life that you had to take your mom's like yeah. influence yeah. authority over your life and had to move, move her to it. a different seat right because you were an adult now because now i'm a grown-up right but and i'm like, saying to talk about your parents yeah 
Yeah. That's a whole other, it's hard. that's a whole other tug of more no, conversation. It's true. And so like in our, our family, our spouses, like we're just, again, using our life and what God's teaching us. And so I think that's where what happens is we, as Christ followers of people who love Jesus, we know he's on the throne, Yes, but we don't know it. Right. And we don't allow ourselves to like self-reflect and be self-aware enough mm -hmm. to admit Oh crap, I'm trying to be on the throne in yeah. this. And so uh, you've done a beautiful job of allowing you. uh, yourself to tell your story, to say, hey, I've been sitting on the throne in a lot of places. Yeah. And I think that it could be easy for somebody to say, okay, I'll admit this one place that I've like sat on the throne, but what you've done, we yeah. just said it is I've only done two of them. So that means eight of them have been you, bro. Yeah. Eight times, eight different areas you're saying, I, hey, I got to get off the throne here because I've been sitting on it. And yeah. so uh, the truth is when we look at it and we're actually willing to be self-aware, we can realize we all do it in all these areas. Yeah. Maybe every day. And yeah. so it's been incredible. So this week, uh, as I was preaching, you know, one of the weird things about preaching while you're on stage is they have this big TV monitor down on the floor and there's a countdown clock on it and it's counting right. backwards. And so like, I know how much time I have and I know how many notes I've got left. And uh, in our first service, at one point, I say to Whitney, I'm like, I'm out of time. And you were like, you got five minutes. Well, usually you say I'm out of time. And I'm like, nah, it's good. Keep going. And this time I was like, nah, bro, well, you out of time. Because I email you my notes. Yeah, so yeah. you know I have two pages of yes. notes left. And so there were still so many ideas this week. This week, uh, we talked about taking your pace yeah. off the throne. Right. Your speed, your urgency, um, your willingness to get it done and push right. and grind and, and not rest and not rest. Yeah. And so we really talked about taking our pace off the throne and learning, learning how to rest. Yeah. And there were so many more ideas, uh, that I said that we would film a podcast. Uh, we've already got a couple in barrel that we're pushing pause on. It's yeah. Monday morning. We're pushing this so that we can yeah, get we've this asked new our team out. to like adjust it and move those to later, uh, in the, yeah, later on the Tuesdays or whatever. And yeah. then we're going to use this one literally tomorrow and uh we've done rest before on the podcast we've talked we've, about it to an extent but we've done two they're there they're they're in the corner. somehow yes yeah. uh but the thing about it is we were in process like we've been in process you had talked about it yesterday that it's been kind of a three-year journey like the summer of 2021 uh 20 no 2020 maybe yeah. and then 2021 and then 2022 it's been like a process and a journey and so even those podcasts they're not out of date but they're out of date from what we've been learning they're they're uh yeah prequels to prequels to the conversation or we were tr we were talking back then as we were, as I was trying to figure out yeah. how to decompress. Yeah, and, and yeah for sure. Yesterday <clears throat> after service, uh, our families went to lunch. Yeah. And while we were at lunch, we were talking, I, I told you all a story <clears throat> that I think has been like a foundational way that I look at how to navigate life. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, uh, I was like nine or 10 or something. And I was riding in the back seat of my dad's van. My mom and dad were there. My dad's driving this Ford Aerostar van, brown. And, uh, and it's in the middle of winter and we're coming up on an intersection and you can see that there's a pile up like car accident in the intersection because the ice was so bad yeah. that these cars, you know, they hit the brakes and they skid and they crash into each other. And like, we're coming up over this hill going 45, like we're about to get into an accident and the cars in front of us are skidding and crashing. And I remember my dad, instead of slamming on the brakes, like all the other drivers, my dad hit the gas. And he hits the gas 
and he drives up over a curb and up this like grassy hill and then like down around and through the intersection and through somebody's yard and we avoided the accident. And after we got through the intersection and avoided the accident, my dad says, you gotta throttle out. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta hit the gas. Yeah. Everybody else hits the brakes, trust and hit the gas. And it's this moment in my, it's this moment that say, uh, it's like one of those memories that a I, marked moment, a yeah. marked moment. It's one of those yeah. memories I can't shake. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. It's true. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes that you need to right. throttle out. Don't always hit the brakes. Sometimes right. you need to throttle out. But you know, that was true in an emergency situation. You're in an emergency. Something bad's about mm. to happen. Mm. The, my dad only mm. high throttled. He high revved the engine mm -hmm. for only 90 seconds. Golly. But yet as an adult growing up, I carried this idea right. that I needed to push, tug, fight, right. throttle out, which is not sustainable. Mm -mm. You can't keep your motor at 5,000 RPMs all the time, or you're going right. to just start blowing Burn head gaskets. Yeah, I don't know enough. About and I found, and I found myself, <laughs> I found myself with a couple blown head gaskets, yeah. I found myself emotionally tapped and worn out. And then I started to learn how to rest. Right. And it's been a very difficult process. Yeah. We've talked probably on other episodes about how we all went to Cabo mm -hmm. and how I was laying on the beach <laughs> right. next to Aaron. And I think Pastor Tim was there and uh, we're laying on the beach. And after 30 minutes, I think Aaron was like, Hey man, you good? And I was like, I think I'm, I think I'm relaxed, but, but I was still like my so back tense. muscles were all yeah. tense and like my legs were all tense. And I just was so high strung that I didn't know how to, just take yeah. a breath. Well, you're talking about an emergency situation. And I think or when, when you're talking about the car story, like that is the part we did not, neither one of us, both of us have lived seasons of our life in what we are reacting as though it's an emergency situation, but it's just life. Yeah. And the adrenaline it takes to make it through an emergency situation mm -hmm. is exhausting to your body. Like it on is. the other side of it, yeah. like I, I can think of like emergency situations in my life that I've had to respond to. And like afterward, I'm like, whoo, why do I feel so exhausted? But it's cause there's adrenaline in you that really gets you moving and motivated. And, and we have in seasons been guilty of, of doing just that because because the situation at hand, and I think ministry makes it uh, all the more all the more intense because because souls lives are, are souls are yeah, on the line. souls are literally hanging in the balance that we've spent years of our life in an emergency adrenaline rush moment, yeah. and it's like no, we gotta chill the crap out. And so, yeah, going out of your whole context of life, going all the way to Cabo, laying on a beach, which is a totally different environment, was like a first moment of like, okay, baby, I can breathe. But yet it took so much time, it energy. But yet it took three years to really, to really fully inhale get and it. exhale. Yeah, and I think that's when, one of the things you said yesterday really got me in the like, yeah, I'm good at it when I take myself out of the environment that I'm in mm -hmm. consistently, mm -hmm. weekly. I, I can now fully go on vacation. Went, I went on vacation last week because it was spring yeah. break for my family. And I, uh, while we're friends, I text you a few things friend-wise, but I did not check in. I did not work. work I did all. not work in any way, which is contrary Rare. to what I used to do. I would have still been emailing, still been checking in, still, and I, I don't do that anymore. But the minute I got back home, 
we came to, we had a parade on Saturday mm -hmm. and I fully went back into like over intensity work mode of like, we have not done a parade before in a long time. And so to my family in my home, I had to catch myself like, whoa, you have revved back up. And I think that's hmm. what you've learned over the last few years, what you've, what you've learned, which is now you're teaching all of us and we're all going on the journey I'm grateful for is okay, we can Im implement this rest, this slower pace, still pace of tugging, still mm -hmm. getting into more, but a good pace that's sustainable in daily life. Yeah. And it's, it's been so valuable that I realized it on Saturday and I wouldn't have realized it a year ago or two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Oh, I'm clicking into this crazy gear. Yeah. Hurry, 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 hurry. Chill the crap out, enjoy yeah. the moment, have fun, still work hard. Like it's yes, possible. It's possible. I have learned a, a tool that helps me. So when I was younger, I used to be into powerlifting uh -huh. and I still, I did legs this morning. I did squats just two hours ago. Okay. And before I ever do a heavy lift, I psych myself up. Mm -hmm. I'll stomp my foot. I'll, I'll slap my chest back when I was powerlifting. You would have guys that like slap you in the back. Yeah. And when I didn't know how to rest, I was doing that to myself every day, mm -hmm. not lifting weights, right? Getting Just, to the office by nine, yeah. getting out of bed, smiling, right? I was living this, like slap yourself into Rah! focus. Yeah. And now what I've learned I have to do is do the opposite. Mm. I have to not physically slap myself, right. <laughs> but I have to slap myself into relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. I have to. I have to tell myself, Hey, yeah. Calm down. Right. Tristan, put your hands in your pockets. Yeah. Slow Car down. Carry a bottle of water with like, right. I have to do some things to tell myself to just, to just breathe, yeah. to just, yeah. to just relax or else I can very quickly get, get spooled up. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. So we talked yesterday and then at the end of the message, yeah, when you said, okay, we're out of time. I'm like, yep, we're out of time. Hey, let's keep talking about this conversation today because you had some great tools. Yeah. The problem you and I always say with some messages is that they tell you what to do, but then they don't tell you how to do it. Correct. They tell you, love God and do the best <laughs> you can and stop sinning and all the things, but then they don't say, well, how the junk do I do that? Yeah. So you just walk out and you're like, okay, well, I'm the worst. Yeah. I'm, I'm awful, but now I don't I, know what do to do it? next. And so I think there's just some practice that yeah. we can help ourselves learn how to rest. And so uh, I know that it goes against our, no, it's fine. Uh, our regular policy. Our regular and policy. And I definitely had to restart and restart the podcast a couple times because I got too stressed out because I'm like, oh, wait, we're, there's okay. notes. I don't like it when okay. there's notes. So I talked about how when we rest, we have to realize that there's passive rest yeah. and active rest. Yeah. It's really good. The passive is you're going to sleep. Passive is you're laying on the couch. Passive is Taking you're, nap, you're just, yeah. you're doing nothing. You're asleep. Take yeah. a nap. Yeah. That was good. That was good. Take a nap. But active rest is what I've learned. I need more mm -hmm. because it's not only about resting your body, right? It's about resting your mind, your emotions, resting your creativity. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I'm a creative communicator mm -hmm. and you can only get so many drops of juice out of the orange right. of your brain. And like, if I preach six weeks back to back, right. I'm creatively tapped dry. Right. And I'm just squeezing and my message that should take me 15 hours to write takes me 30 Right. because I'm just tapped. And so I've learned 
that what's better for me, better for the church, better for my family right. is to not preach. It's why we've been in the series 10 weeks yeah. and I haven't done them all. Right, right, right. Now, now to honor you is that because you have a different perspective and these messages you preached, you had on your heart really heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's not just, it's not just that pastor Whitney no, right. bats I, I for me hear, when I'm tired. No, That's not what I, I mean. Hear it that way. But I have learned to get off the throne yeah. of thinking I'm the only one who can communicate it. Right. Well, and no, so, I think pause, pause. I think that is a huge, uh, struggle of those who are leading organizations thinking they're the only ones who have to do it, can do it. Oh. And so it's, it goes along with what the conversation, what we're talking about. There have been people you and I both have known who, who only will be the only one. Dude. And if they're not the only one, then they bring in other people who are heavy hitters, yeah. big paycheck people, instead of trusting the team they've got around them. And well, like, that's a huge piece of resting yeah. in the pace that you've learned. Wait, I'm going to slow down. And I think that's a huge, it's a gift for the body. It is that you've done a great job at doing as well. Thank you. So it's important being lead pastor for seven years, every message until last year on money I did. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Because it's kind of a tense subject. Yeah. And do you know what? Every pastor I've ever followed, they're the only one in the church who ever preached on money. Right. But then this last time we did a series called legacy of more yeah. where we talk about finances. I had, Whitney and Aaron preach. Yeah. I said, you know what? I don't need to only feel the pressure of carrying this and doing right. it all. Right. Let's give this very intense topic to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And now I think that there are still some, well, maybe it's not even true. Like last time we did a message on the Holy Spirit series on the Holy Spirit, yeah. I did it all. Yeah. It's kind of arrogant. Well, it, and it puts too much said, pressure so on much me pressure, which then live, makes your life live in an intensity of emergency. Right. Always. I did, uh, the series, um, the end is near question yeah. mark. Yeah. Dude. It was, it's a series about like the end times yeah. <laughs> and it was so heavy it on heavy. me personally yeah. that it, it literally made me sick. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I look back at how I navigated some of those seasons and it was, I was on the throne. Yeah. Like if, if, if I could have gone back, you know what I would have done? I would have had you preach the two weeks before Right. I did uh, the end is near. Right, right. 100%. And then I would have taken two, two weeks, weeks off. Two weeks off after, which is what we should Because do. you have to be able to have some rest. Okay. Okay. No, it's good. Passive rest. Right. And then uh, active rest. It's not just physical. It's mental. It's emotional rest. It's spiritual rest. Yeah. Passive rest is important. Yeah. You got to get enough sleep. Yeah. You got to take a nap when you need it. Yeah. You got to lay on a beach sometimes. Yeah. Like these are important pieces. Yeah. But the active rest is something that has been life-changing has been so active rest is just you doing something that feeds you um that 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 re-energizes you yeah. it's not just i'm asleep because i know people that sleep a lot that are really depressed mm -hmm. that they use sleep the same way people use foods or food or alcohol right. or drugs that it's like go going for the examples that i gave were like go for a walk right Go for a swim, sit in a sauna, right. read a book. If you're like a coffee house person, go to a coffee house right. by yourself. Um, like for me, something that I've started to do uh, while I'm taking days off as active rest is there's all these great barbecue restaurants in Texas. Yeah. And I really like barbecue. Yeah. I've got my diet back together. Yeah. I'm eating well. I'm working out. But on Fridays, I can choose. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drive an hour. 
right. to this restaurant that I've wanted to go try by myself. Yeah. The kids don't want to go. Rachel's not digging it. And it's, it's a thing that's now I'm taking an hour there. I'm there an hour and a half. I'm driving an hour yeah. home. And it's this like thing that I've put into my life that allows me to have some active rest. Yeah. Let's dig into it a little bit because I've, okay. I've heard a couple of things. I've heard a phrase before that if you work with your mind, you should rest with your hands. If you work with your hands, you should rest with your mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that's a good like starting point. It's not always true all the way, but like for you and I, we're very active in our mind during yeah. the week. And so taking a walk, driving somewhere different, like doing something physical that it could be physical, like working out or like you are like, love your garage, like no, just, your garage. just now Titus and I have started getting into RC cars Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. and I've, I've built a whole one side of my garage right. is now multiple tables with shelves and all these RC carts that we take apart and we put together. Yeah. And so it's funny because Rachel says to me, she was like, is this hobby for Titus? Right. And what she really means is like, you're the one at the kitchen table right. until late in the night. Yeah taking apart RC cars and putting right. them back together. And it's just my adult Lego kit. Exactly. It's just my adult um, working with my yes. hands because you know what's happening while I'm doing that? I'm not thinking about the church. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about a sermon. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about any of those things that are pressury right. to me. I'm still focused, yeah. but it's like beauty and not beauty and the beast. It's like uh Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. It's like this guy can go to sleep. This guy goes to sleep when I'm when I'm doing this. Yeah. And so it's funny because I mean, again, we've been friends a long time and we've been on this journey together. You would say, I don't have any hobbies. What are my hobbies? And it was almost like we would get worked up in the like, what do we how do we what do we do? But you found this thing that just brought you joy. Right. That was just fun and easy. And like you would not have a year ago said, oh, RC cars are my hobby. You might not right now still want to no, say that. No, no, yeah. It's, it feels weird, but it is. It is, it's, it's my hobby. Rest. It's yeah. rest and it's a good way to connect to my son. Exactly. And it's relatively inexpensive. Right, right. Like right. I used to say my Jeep was my hobby. Right. But my Jeep was not inexpensive. <laughs> right. And no, so exactly. it wasn't really practical. It was causing some stress. I almost others. went and bought a jet ski. Okay, <laughs> there you go. But. I told my extreme personality to just relax. Yeah. I went One on day a, you can buy a jet ski. If anybody out there has a jet cars. ski in their garage that they do not use. There you go. Holla your boy. <laughs> no, it's true. And finding those things. I've talked about it before that like when we've gotten to Cabo, Mexico, I found out I love to paddleboard. Like mm-hmm. I am good at it. I can't take my phone. I have right. to just be me and a a paddle and a board and Jesus. And like, it's some of the greatest like mental rest I've ever had. Uh, It's not physical rest, but it's rest because I'm out there just by myself. It's hard because I don't live in California or Florida, but we can find places and spaces that can refill us and refuel us. And then we allow ourselves to go, okay, this brings me joy. This is restful to me. And it doesn't have to look like what you think your personality it should look. I am not a paddleboard type. No, and lady. I'm not a I'm and not a you're not a RC dude. Like no. these are not but they're things that brought us joy. And so from that we've been able to find other things that would bring us rest and joy. You know one of the what greatest things one of the greatest things I ever did, and I'm a little embarrassed to tell the story, but I'm gonna do it. So this year I went on sabbatical and I wanted to go uh just somewhere warm and yeah. tropical yeah, and yeah, not yeah. really expensive. Mm-hmm. 
And so I went to Key West, Florida. Yeah. That's so embarrassing. Why? Well, because Key West is kind of like very 90s. Yeah. And like full of old people. <laughs> don't look at me like that. You're, I don't you're, mean that you're we're, on my heels. I know. I'm with you. I'm saying so, we are people of the 90s. We're yeah, kids that's of the true. 90s. And so I went to Key West by myself for what, three days at or four days? At least you didn't go to Miami, bro. Like, it's good. <laughs> it's just, it felt like a good, I don't know why. Yeah, I had peace about it. It was a relaxing place. And so, w- really, one of the reasons that I went there is because there's a big scooter culture. Yeah. And so I went there and I rented a Honda Ruckus. Whoosh, I rented a Honda Ruckus, tiny little motorcycle. And I'm telling you, it was the greatest thing I've yeah. ever done in my whole life. Yeah. I, this is what I'm embarrassed to say. I just w- took my shirt off and for three days. That's I just, why you're embarrassed? Well, because, <laughs> you know, like I would not just take my shirt off and ride around on this little motorcycle <laughs> here in town. <laughs> How embarrassed. Like, True, right? Yeah. But like. <laughs> I'm in this city. I don't know anybody. Someone would definitely take a picture and put it on the internet. (laughs) I don't know anybody. Right. I don't care what anybody thinks about me at all. Mm -hmm. I'm on this motorcycle that only weighs like 150. I can pick this motorcycle up over my head. I'm much larger than this bike. But dude, I'm telling you, I have never been more, more relaxed. I just was smiling. Yeah. I almost bought a Honda Ruckus, but it's not like... (laughs) The DFW the, Metroplex. The intensities. Yeah. The, the, the DFW Metroplex is a little bit different. No, you cannot ride. I would get around. ran over. People there are legally allowed to ride their golf carts. Yeah, right. So it's a much this slower so pace. Much. No, it's good. But like, what do you do? So this summer, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go somewhere I can rent a Honda Ruckus. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to go somewhere I can rent a Vespa and I'm just going to yeah. go and smile. No, I love it. What can you do that's right. actively resting okay let's talk about the uh you just said this summer mm-hmm. let's talk about the uh, frequencies of okay. which you need yeah. to do these things when he's helping me push into my notes that hey I've got. once this is why i got stressed is because once i'm in notes i'm like i gotta follow him okay so <laughs> there's a couple different ways that i've learned how to rest there's daily yeah weekly monthly quarterly mm-hmm. and yearly rest yeah so let's just jump into those okay. first is is daily rest I think that daily you need to have a moment of what I wrote silence and solitude mm-hmm. where you're just silent, mm-hmm. where you have a little bit of solitude. Yeah. Maybe you're a mom and you're like, I can't do that. You can for 10 minutes. Yeah. Give the kid the iPad Yeah. for 30 minutes. Or put them down 30 minutes early. I'm saying like silence and yeah. solitude is where clarity comes from. Absolutely. The way that I got all of the content for Get Off the Throne is in moments of silence and solitude. Right. Not, come on, write a sermon. Right. No, man. Yeah. Just, hey, God, what do I, what do I need to do? No, and good. so you'll approach your whole day different. Yeah. You'll approach your whole day different if you can just have some silence and some solitude. Yeah, I think that um, growing up, we would talk about having quiet time with God. Mm-hmm. And it would feel like this really... It, it, it is really important, yeah. but it would feel like the super important, holy thing that I had to do. And if I didn't, I was, well, you got to nail it and you got to do it right. And right. you got to read the right scripture and you got to have a word from God and all this. And then when I, in this season of trying to find rest, I realized if I'll just go sit outside in the morning, my husband, we've talked about it before. Aaron's Aaron and Rachel yeah. are Rachel's the greatest best. at this. And so I've started in the mornings going and sitting outside on my back porch by myself, uh, 
in, in, in finding solitude and realizing, oh, this is quiet time with the Lord. I, I had it so trumped up in my head that if I didn't have my Bible, my journal and do it exactly perfect, then I wasn't doing it right. But no, this is where me and God can just meet and abide with each other. And I can hear so clearly get joy for my day more purposefully, uh, that I feel there was a season I've talked about it before where I was literally feeling like I had to pull myself up from my bootstraps every day in order to keep going. And it was like, well, yeah, you're, you're missing some really important things in your life. And one of those was the solitude. Mm -hmm. You and I both have extreme loud outgoing personalities where most people would think, okay, they are hundred percent extroverts. They recharge by being around other people. But the truth is we both recharge by being quiet and right. alone. Yeah. And so it's why going to a barbecue restaurant, somebody might've heard you say, go by yourself. That's weird. Why are you taking friends? But for you, that's recharging yeah. you. Yeah. And so there has to be some quiet in your day. I have to have quiet in my day. We used to have our offices literally around the corner from my house and I would get home in three minutes. Yeah. And I would call my husband sometimes on the way home. Hey, I'm on my way. Is there anything I can pick up? Blah, blah, blah. And I talked to him until I got in my driveway. So you walked in, spooled up. I was still, I never mm-hmm. took the minutes to just shh. Yeah. And so I'm like, I've learned that I have to actually start my day and end my day yeah. with some quiet. When yeah. I was struggling to sleep, my counselor was like, well, what are you doing to turn off your brain at night? Oh, stop looking at my phone. Actually yeah. rest. It's such an important piece every day to have solitude. Every day, have a little bit of, have yeah. a little bit of solitude. You so know good. what? You know what? You were talking about like the quiet time with God and doing your devotional. Yeah. Do you know what I think has ruined a lot of people's devotional time? What is it? They think they have to nail it. No, you said you, it. And I'm like, that's know, exactly. But what do you it know is. why you think you have to nail it? Why? Because pastors sell devotional books. <laughs> You're right. You're right. We as, we as, we as Christians have been marketed (laughs) the new Joyce Myers, the new Priscilla Schreier thing, the new Tony Evans, the new we're marketed. Well, here's how you have a time with God. Read my book. It's 1995 in the bookstore. (laughs) And I think for a lot of, a lot of years, I thought that a proper devotional book was a devotional life relationship solitude with God was either reading one of those or in some kind of Bible plan. Right. That like systemically got, not systemically, systematically got me through the right. Bible. But like maybe, maybe, right. <laughs> maybe there's a mixture. Well, I was going to say, let me caveat it because yeah, we uh, at more church, we reach a lot of people, yeah. people who've loved God a long time and people who just met him. And so like, devotional books, Bible reading plans. These are incredible tools for when you are just starting in your relationship with Jesus to help you understand how to read the Bible, right. how to uh, really hear from God in and through his word and to process some of those things. But the more we grow with Jesus, the more we can have time to like really read his word, understand his word and let him speak to us through it that we don't have to feel so stressed out uh, yeah, I didn't read chapter two today of yeah. this Devo book, but instead God showed me one scripture and I held that all week and he spoke something new to me all week yeah. in that one scripture. Yeah. It's just what you said. It's a mixture of things. And so realizing, Hey, if you didn't get to read your Jesus following or whatever, I'm saying if you're, a, that's totally true and good. Right. If, if you're a check the box kind right. of guy, right. 
if you need to check the box, then maybe you need to have silence and solitude that isn't just accomplishing a goal. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. No, because it like wasn't for as me, fruitful. It is my relationship with God became another goal I was exactly. checking. Exactly. And so sometimes it's just being. I think that the reason that yoga is so popular. Right. I agree with you. Is I because God designed us to have some silence. Right. Some solitude. What some is meditation. yoga? It's active rest. Right. And then people attach some, now listen, I think yoga's fine, go do yoga. As right. long as you're not rubbing crystals right. in your, as long on as your you're forehead and voodoo junk. Chan right. Buddha something, I don't know. <laughs> like, as long as you're not turning it into something, I think that it's fine. Well, the, but well, the reason that the world has ran to that mm -hmm. is it's just a replacement for silence and solitude. They've replaced God yeah. with this man-made religion. Right, meditation is like a, oh, that's a yoga word. No, 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 that's a Bible word. It's a Bible word. <laughs> We're to meditate on God's word and yeah. like really soak it in and really yeah. take time to know it. And so I'm like, oh yeah, do that, okay. do that junk. Okay, good. Daily, Daily. next is weekly. And so I dug in a little bit in the message you spent a to ton the of time idea, talking about that. Yeah. the idea of the Sabbath, the Sabbath day that God commands us to take a day off, take a day off, 24 hours, take it off. No work, no labor, unless your oxen is stuck in your ditch. Right. Like unless your right. entire life is about to be ruined because this thing dies, mm -hmm. take take the day off. And so if you are not a more church person, but a tug team person and you didn't get that message i would 100 yeah, here's the link to it. it i would 100 encourage you to go watch that and get it because it has such great deep understanding mm -hmm. i think so many of us who tug into more struggle with the sabbath i still struggle with it so hard yeah and and we make excuses yeah and i'll i'll make it from this time to this time and mm -hmm. we come up with all these things because we can't just chill the crap out and get off yeah. the throne it's important to get off the throne yeah. of the pace and be willing to take a day off. Yeah. Trust God enough to stop working. And so what we used to do for our staff is we would give everybody Friday off, mm -hmm. Friday and Saturday off because we're working Sunday. Right. right. And, uh, and really we're working many weekends because there's events or different mm -hmm. things or funerals mm -hmm. or baby shower or something. Right. Uh, but I would work every Friday. Right. Every Friday I would work. The whole staff would be gone. The church would be empty. And I would be in here fine tuning the message. Now I had it done, mostly done, but I would spend another eight hour work day changing or editing or cleaning up or working illustration or making, this making my notes look like they were gonna be displayed somewhere. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. Like I would just put in all this extra work and I wasn't ever resting and I got super convicted about it. I got like, man, this is not good for anybody and it's disobedient. Yeah. And so now I take Friday off Yeah. and I have to schedule my week so that my message is done, emailed, sent out. And you know what? It makes it easier for the team uh, to to have my sermon notes on the screen ready 100%. and my videos and my graphics. No, let's talk things. about that. So one thing you would say is you realized the later I wait to get junk done. Like if I, if I don't take the Sabbath, yeah. I then also cause my team to disobey the Sabbath. They're unable to have their Friday off because, right. and I did this to Bailey forever. Yeah. No, I did it to Bailey yeah. forever where I would send her stuff Saturday at 11 a.m. Right. 
And then now, what's her option? Right. Her option is to now on Saturday or to Easton or to Caden. Their option is, okay, I guess it's Saturday, but I got to get this job done. Right. And I think that... No, there are still moments that don't do it all right. Because I know Caden's thinking like past three weeks ago, you sent me some stuff on Saturday. Well, but those are Sunday morning notes he can easily put in. You're right. talking about a visual giant graphic yeah. to build. Uh, yeah. I'm building props on Saturday. <laughs> and like for us, like Destiny will get our props ahead of time. And um, it, it just it just happened to me two weeks ago on this Sunday I was preaching. I An idea came to me that weekend and I was like, I'm not going to ask Destiny to do it. I will just bring it myself yeah. because I have, it, it wasn't like work. It just came to me and I was like, oh, let me add this. It was yeah. easy. But if I, if I had not had it all prepared ahead of time and she had mostly gotten everything ready for me, I would have had so much work for her to prepare on that Friday right. and we've done it. And, and you said it also, I can remember being at the Matlock building and I did it and I know other people on our team did it. And probably there was pieces of us that did it because we knew that's what good employees do. We would come by on Fridays to do one more thing, to check one for more thing. For me to see them. Well, maybe to be seen. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe because it was just, this is work I got to do. Yeah. Yes. Both, both and, yeah. and like how, um, yeah. And I carried some pride in the fact that I was in the building alone. Yeah. Working for God. Right. While disobeying him. Right. He's looking at you like, bro, go home. And while, you're like, aren't dis- you proud of me? And he's like, no, I'm so not. So <laughs> I've got a, I've got a mirror. I've got a mirror in my yes, office. Good. This is where I was going to And go. I okay. wrote on the top of my mirror in my office, the gift is in you. Right. It's something that God spoke to me while I was having some silence and solitude. Yeah. Trusting the gift is in you. Yeah. You're here on Fridays agonizing over the preparation of this message. But the gift's already in you, it's man. True. Get it together. Pull it together. Get your notes. Well, get your focus. Get it. And then and then deliver it to the people. Can I say something as your friend? You say whatever you want. Well, yesterday you said it, that your messages have been better this year than they've been in the past. And I think part of that reason is because you've learned to trust that the gift is in you. Because yeah. before you would spend your Friday and Saturday honing this sentence or that sentence, this power statement, which has become like a, in the last decade or two, uh, like that was a churchy thing. Yeah. You would have power statements. What's incredible is when we rest and trust God mm-hmm. in the solitude, you've got power statements just flowing out of you that aren't right. in your notes right. because you're able to let the Holy Spirit speak through you, which is what God wants us to do anyway. Well, and and I'm more relaxed. Yeah. It, I'm not it, just... It's so much more uh well one it's more fun but two it, it is more powerful yeah because it's clear that in that moment this is not some rote words you have to say because you articulated them per- perfectly yeah in a 50-hour diatribe but yeah. instead that the holy spirit is really speaking what he wants to speak and it you trusting the gift is in you allowed yourself to say because god put it there yeah which then allows him to use you the way he wants and yeah. so i'm like it's been it's been a game changer but I'm about to take a step farther because what you and I are talking about is our job. Correct. So like we're pastors. This is our career. This is what That's we true. do for our job. Yeah. We got to, we got to help. So like who it's not as job. you hear all that, I want you to be thinking about your job. Right. I know we're talking about church, which is somewhere you might attend. Right. It's our, it's our job. But for me, it was even more than that. I, uh, I was having a conversation a couple of years ago with one of our directors mm-hmm. who our directors are like, uh, guys who help us with finances and contracts and all that yeah. stuff things smarter than us. And he was like, what are you up to tomorrow? And I said, oh, I've got to go home. I got to mow the lawn, you know, and I listen. And he looked at me, he was like, pastor, you're, you're going to go, you're tomorrow. You're going to mow your lawn. I said, yeah. And he said, 
aren't your kids like six and seven? Right. I was like, yeah. And he said, and he started asking me all these questions. He's like, well, how much do you make an hour? It's like, I don't know. He's like, well, I know how much you get paid. So he pulls his phone out, starts doing some math. Yeah. It's like, this is how much you make an hour. How much does it cost you to hire somebody to mow your lawn? Right. So I told him how much it cost me to, and he was like, you understand that you are giving up your whole Saturday morning with your family to go and weed eat and, mow, and, your, and yeah. mow your lawn. And he said, pastor, he paid for it for, I think six months. He said, I'm going to pay for your lawn to yeah. be mowed. Yeah. I'm going to send a company over. They're going to mow your lawn. I said, thank you. You know, thank yeah. you for doing that. And then realized out of that, that I needed to put that down. Right. Now you have to know my story to not, to understand what that means. Right. Because for me, there was pride in why would I pay somebody to do something I can do? Mm hmm men should have calluses on their hands. Right. That's how I'm raised. No, it's healthy for in certain seasons to teach your son how to mow the lawn. Like there's right. certain, it's not, we're not saying no one should mow their lawn. No, I'm saying for me and right. the season that I was in and it was, it was on the throne. It was an ego thing in me. Right. That was, I will not let someone else. Right. Be the man of my house. hundred percent. But I had to realize that for me to rest, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. What's, what's more valuable than me saving 40 bucks a week? Right. Or I don't even know how much it is. It's, we've got a discount. I don't, right. However much it is for me to save, my rest is more valuable than Correct. that. Yeah. I should not spend four hours on my day off because guess what? I'm still working. Yeah. Right. I'm, I live in this body. Right. And I'm still working just because I'm not in the office and just because I'm not writing a sermon, I'm not having a meeting. I'm still working. And so I'm still too spooled up. I'm pushing the lawnmower and I'm listening to a podcast and I, right. And for me, for me, I'm not saying everybody has to go hire somebody. No, 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 right. But it's for so me, good. it was something I had to stop doing so that I could learn to rest well, for two things. So one in that season, you were only taking Saturday. Right. Like you weren't even, I was still working you Friday. were still working Friday. And so for me, one thing my counselor so got me on is I was like, Hey, I'm kind of taking Fridays every now and then like I'm getting there, I'm working on it, but I have all day Saturday because for us and our job, we don't have Sunday. So a lot Correct. of people in their jobs have Saturday, Sunday, or maybe that you work in a retail job and you have Tuesday and Saturday. I have no idea. Well, Sunday we work six to two. Yeah, that's our day. Which is a full day. That's a full day. And then many times we have an evening event. Yeah. Something else. Or that a we're, weekend, like we had yeah. the parade this last week, whatever. And so, um, and so he said to me, I was like, so I'm taking a day off every week. I'm getting it. And he was like, well, can I ask you something? He's like, what did you do last Saturday? And I was like, oh, well, my daughter needed shoes for her choir concert. Uh -huh. And then my son needed uh, some stuff for school for his art project. And so we went to the store. We shopped for those things. Then we came home and we cleaned out their closet. We did this project. Well, and he's like, perfect. So you worked for your family that day. Right. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, when he, like when the Bible tells us to work six days, it's not saying work six days at your job. Yeah. It's saying work five days at your job in America. That's the way that we do it or whatever. 40 hour work week, work one day for your home. You've got to work for your home. So yeah. yeah, you, you've negotiated the things in your life that you work for and things you don't, you, you are building your garage set up and cleaning it out and doing those things. Like I'm doing stuff for my family. He's like, but if you're not taking rest time, 
Those are different things for yourself. And so, for yourself. And so I think about like what you said before about um, like what restores and brings joy to you. And he was like, it can be with your family, but it can't be the same as working for your family. And so for somebody who's listening, who doesn't work at a church, I think it's important. Like we talked about it yesterday a little bit that it doesn't mean stop going to church, stop right. serving with your family. That can be restorative and restful to you because you're receiving, even serving on a team, you're, you're doing it together. My family and I, before I was pastor Whitney, like they've served with me in volunteering at the church. And that was restorative to our family yeah. and, and restful and joyful. But that meant we had to then find, uh, you know, that meant Saturday could have been the day we worked where Sunday was our day of rest. It, you have to look at it holistically and go, okay, Am I giving myself a whole day of restorative rest yeah. in my in my life, whatever your uh, job is? And I think it's just important as we're talking because yeah, our context is ministry. Other people's context is yeah. the work week or whatever. Yeah. So like if you work for a car dealership, you might work on Saturdays. Okay, well then what day during the week are you taking to rest right. and to not be uh, working uh, on I'm, I'm, well, someday as our team grows, as our yeah. staff team grows someday, I don't know when I'll start taking Mondays instead. I think for me, Mondays after preaching would be a better day yeah. for me to rest. Yeah. But right now the need of my young kids right. and the need of our young staff yeah. is that I need to be here on Mondays. It's when we have our staff meetings, it's when we do a bunch of different yeah. things. And so, yeah, it's not about, don't get so religiously caught that there's a certain day. Like I have some friends who are seventh day Adventists. Yeah. And so they, they're, they have church on Saturday because they say that Sunday is a day of Sabbath and they shouldn't even come to church. Right. Guys, we're getting, we're getting too religious. We're adding too many right. rules about what God's really telling us to do that we, that right. we need to rest. I think it's just important to d disseminate like what is rest and yeah. what is work and what that looks like. And so, okay, so weekly a day. Oh, wait, I got one more thing on, oh, on, oh, on, oh, oh. on weekly is, you know, Pastor Tim is part of our staff team and uh, Tim was on staff with us and then he transitioned off staff mm -hmm. and went and got a corporate job just because he was working on some family things yeah. and some like personal health stuff. And so now we hired Tim back and he's back right. on our staff. And when we did, we interviewed, uh, well, you and Aaron, re-interviewed Tim and his wife, Beth. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and talked with Tim and Beth about like him coming back on and how they were feeling and all the things Just to make sure health wise, like they were good. Not yeah. like, yeah. Emotionally, spiritually, and all so things ready to go. Something that Beth said really stuck with me. Shout out Beth. Shout out Beth. Beth. Beth the best. I think Beth said it to Tim and Tim said it to us. Yeah. Beth said, yeah, but Tim, is it really different this time? Right. Like I know Pastor Trustin's talking about rest and he's doing his cute podcast and talking about rest on there, but is it really going to be different or are you just going to go back to being a pastor at the church and get driven into the ground again? Mm -hmm. And when Tim told me that Beth asked that question, it really um, solidified in me the kind of leader that I was choosing to be Right. because I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to just be that guy for my life, but I don't want to be that guy for Tim. Right. And for Jude. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, I don't want to hold the whip in hand so hard that I'm driving all of our team to never rest 
And so thank you, Beth, for asking that question yeah. because it's helped me actually take Fridays. Well, it also shows your heart because you could have very easily been like, what do you mean? What are you asking that? What are you saying? Oh. I do? Like, no, you were like, no, she's a friend and has known me a long time. No, I know, but and I'm knows saying, I'm a driver. And so it was a moment of like clarity of like, no, she's right. That is who we've been before. Yeah. And that's who we won't be now. Yeah. And we've had to make decisions even in that. So you said like our team takes out Friday. However, there have been weekends yeah, say that. where, uh, and, and we've been real intentional. I mean, it's only March and we've only yeah. really been being this intentional since January of like, this is who we will be this year. And so like, um, we, this, well, I think we've, I think we've been, I've been doing really intentional Fridays for more than just January. Oh, yes. No, sorry. I'm saying the like what I'm about to say. Part. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. Yes. We've been like. I've been over a year. Has it right? been a year? Well, no, uh, it's, no it's Joel. It's, only, it's, it's, it's over the summer. It's post, it's, it's post, uh, abide. Yeah. So it's post like summer slam August yeah. since about August. Yeah. But, um, but then recognizing, okay. But what you said, we're not going to be so religious. Well, I took Friday off. Right. But then I worked all day Saturday, all mm -hmm. day Sunday, and then I'm going to get back and work on Monday. No, 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 hold on. If we have tonight, we have a board meeting. Mm -hmm. And so chances are good somewhere else in our week, because we got here on time today, we'll find some other flex time to not be here as long. Meaning we're really good at saying, okay, so Friday we'll take off. But then we gave ourselves four nights of something to do in, in a week and not, and still worked 90 hours correct in seven days. And so what we've since the top of the year been real intentional about is a few weeks ago, we had, um, a youth event all weekend, Friday, all day, Saturday till 8 PM. Then our production team was there at, uh, Willie Pig auditorium all day, Saturday and, and did like some upgrades Repair and whatnot. Stuff. And a lot of our team worked that whole weekend. And so Enrique came to me on Sunday afternoon and he said, Hey, I just want to tell you that I've told these certain team team members don't come in tomorrow. Yeah. And he's like, they need a Sabbath because they did not get one this week. And I was like, you are a hundred percent right. Thank you for holding us accountable to that. Yeah. And we've gotten a lot better this year at saying, okay, it's not just we're taking off Friday, but when we recognize that we're overworking ourselves, there are going to be some weeks that you're going to need to put in 90 hours. Yeah. But instead of... You're going to have to throttle out. Yeah, you're going to have There are throttle out moments. But then because we've throttled out, mm -hmm. we're going to look and go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to rest. There was a week one day, uh, a few weeks ago or, or at the top of the year where you were taking some time off with your family and then you were going to be preaching a message. And you're like, but I have to now, what do I do about Friday? And I was like, well, but you've took these other days. Yeah. And so you can allow yourself. We went to great wolf like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or something. Yeah. And I'm like, so it doesn't mean you can't work Friday. So I still work Friday and Saturday it because I take in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. And so it's again, it's not so religious, but it's yeah. recognizing that yes, you have to have weekly time, but are we really different? Are we really different is not, oh, are they really taking this Friday thing so they can tell God and check the box or has their hearts and mindset really right. changed yeah. to get off the throne of pace and to trust God? Because the reason you worked Friday, the reason we worked these days we shouldn't is because I, I didn't trust that if I didn't do it right then that it wouldn't get done, or right. that it wouldn't be good enough, that yeah. God couldn't actually do more with my less, yeah, right? 100%. Uh, and so it's, did they really change is going, yeah, we're going to change our mindset. We're going to be excited about holidays instead of going, dad, gum, there's a holiday. We get to day, take the day off. We're going to choose to be that type of leader and trust that God's going to do more. Yeah. Okay. Go daily, weekly, monthly. 
And so we need to have some monthly rest. And what I have here is that's emotional rest. And so for me, something that I've been really intentional is that I'm going to talk to a counselor yeah. at least once a month. Yeah. I try to go twice a month if it, if it works, if my counselor's available. <laughs> uh, I try to monthly have that emotional rest where right. I'm taking a moment to talk about what I'm feeling. Right. And I do this with Rachel. I do this with Aaron Witt. I do this with friends where I'm talking about how I am emotional rest. So this is not just like go ride a scooter or take a nap. This is like talk about the heavy crap right. that's crushing you. Yeah. Yeah. Dig it out and and talk about it. Do work. Yeah. And so like my counselor gave me a task in our last meeting that was a beating. Yeah. My counselor gave me a homework assignment that was harder than writing a sermon. But I'm so glad that I have. Yeah. Because it's helping me learn some emotional rest. If you're carrying a backpack around and had eight bricks in it, they'd get heavy over after a while. Right. But some of us are living our life with a backpack full of bricks called emotional trauma, mm -hmm. emotional stressors, situations that really hurt us. And so I think that monthly, I wrote this line and I really wanted to say it on Sunday, but I didn't have time. I wrote, you cannot audit your life while you're constantly moving. Right. You can't audit. You know what an audit is? Yeah. An audit is a, a, a look, and look into an evaluation. Detail in detail. Yeah. You can't audit your life if you're constantly moving. If you're always busy and going, you don't ever right. get to look in the backpack of what you're carrying around. And so like for me, you should monthly uh, have some emotional rest. Yeah. No, you, and I think that's why people, when you went on your sabbaticals, you made like a, like a agreement with yourself that you would do silence, that it wouldn't be like just noise uh -huh. podcasts and whatever. And I think that's part of why mm -hmm. the evaluation comes from that solitude and that rest. And I've known mm -hmm. so many people who can't be alone in the car without the radio, the podcast, being on a phone call because there's like, fear in the solitude but the yeah. truth is there's freedom in the solitude and um watching yeah. you walk through that has given me freedom to walk through to dump some of that mm -hmm. emotional trauma and baggage that i thought i had already dealt with i think that's the piece is that i thought i had already dealt with some of the things and uh when i allowed myself that time to abide and to be in solitude and to monthly evaluate I've been like, oh man, there's some stuff that I want to dig out even more. And tugging right. into more is not just about success and like reaching our goals. It's about becoming the best holistic person that God wants us to be. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you have something? Well, um, when I went on sabbatical this summer, I, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time just being quiet. I'm looking for something, but I can't. I can't find it. <laughs> I was it. trying to. And like, I, uh, I spent a lot of time. I'm trying to find the name of a song, but I, I can't. Oh. I don't remember the name. The one. And so I went on sabbatical. Yeah. And McKinley. McKinley made me a worship playlist yeah. and sent it to me, and, uh, and there was a song in there, that I was just in my room i just got like a cheap hotel room yeah. you know? and i'm in my hotel and i'm just have music on i'm not watching tv i'm not watching youtube i just have this worship music on and this worship song it healed my heart yeah and it talked about like how 
you don't need a tr- I don't need a trophy yeah. from you. I don't yeah. remember the name of the song. Uh, I don't need a trophy from you. It was Gyra, yeah. I'm good enough. Yeah. yeah. Is it Gyra? Yeah. And I'm telling you, that song washed over my heart and it did an audit. Yeah. It did an audit. And it was the beginning of a lot of freedom. Yeah. I'm cr- I'm emotional because yeah. I want people to understand that you you have to do some deep work. It's deep. You know the reason that we we are, we love to be so busy and listen to all this right. stuff is because we hate being alone with ourselves. Right. Cuz then we have to actually evaluate <laughs> the reason what you're going feel and the think. reason you're going and getting drunk right. is because you just hate being alone with yourself. Yeah. You're getting high because you hate being alone with your with you. Mm-hmm. But like, if you can monthly find a time where yeah. you're really alone with you and your thoughts and doing some emotional work, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will show up and heal you. Yeah. Guess what? You don't have to be in an altar call with a pastor yelling in your ear to get healed. Correct. <laughs> I grew up in religion right. thinking that healing happened at altars with a man smacking you or yelling at you, or shaking you around. Right. At a freedom weekend that you paid $19.99, whatever, $199 for. Real healing. Yeah. It can come. It can happen right. when you just stop and let yeah. God audit you. David said in a cave, search my heart, God. Yeah. Search my heart. Make it new. Right. Go get go to a cave. Find yeah. a cave once a month. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's no, it's so good <laughs> and so important. And I think I think that the the monthly piece, the 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 evaluation piece is one that most people miss Mm -hmm. that we can get good at. Oh no, I'm keeping the Sabbath. I'm doing the things I'm going on a vacation once a year. I'm doing, but that, but that evaluation of how the junk am I actually doing on the inside? It's a hard one. Uh, it, what you said, it's deep and it's hard. It's freaking hard work. Like hard. We put it off for even, we lost our counselor in a season and, and put it off for a couple of years. Yeah. And I think thought, well, we're doing good. We've tugged into so much more that we're doing good. But it is a constant. Yeah. There's never we never arrive at yeah. any moment, and we have to constantly be evaluating because we're constantly going through more things in life. And yeah. so, yeah, it's a great, so great tool. Monthly is that emotional rest. Talk to okay. a counselor. Talk to a life group leader. Talk to a pastor. Talk to somebody. Get alone. Audit your life. But then also monthly is the like is the relational rest. Yeah. I think that there's some good relational rest. I talked to a guy after church yesterday. And he talked about how he's the fixer in his family. Yeah. But how everybody in his family reaches out to him, his mom, right. his brothers, his kids. Everybody's reaching out right. to him. And do you know what we need to do? We need to throw this thing in the trash, our cell phone in the trash every once in a while, and have just relational rest. Yeah. Don't talk to them. Right. Aaron and Witt are Rachel and I's best friends. Yeah. But do you know what we didn't do while they were in New York? Text them every day. Right. Like, yeah. We weren't right. blowing them up. Now, there were a couple of times y'all right. sent us a photo or, you know. Right. But like, turn it off. Once a month, cut turn the umbilical cord yeah. to all the other people in your life. Um, and then I already talked about this monthly is the creative rest. Yeah. That if you are a creative person, which I think everybody is, how does that creativity come out? You have to have some creative rest. Right. You have to find the way that can rejuvenate. Yeah. For you, yeah. the creativity allow space for that. Yeah. It's super important. Quarterly. Quarterly. You have something else. No, no, no. Go. Quarterly rest. Uh, Daily, weekly, monthly, Monthly. quarterly. Quarterly Quarterly is every four months. For me, I've tried to have some family time, have a event, an activity, a trip, make a memory, just me and my family alone. Go to Great Wolf. 
Yeah. Go to Jellystone. Just me take two days off and us just do, you don't have to spend money. Right. I know there's people that are watching going, man, pastor must be rich. No, I'm not rich. I prioritize my finances right. and I sold a lot of things in my life that I was wasting money on. Right. <laughs> right. No, it's true. I sold it. Yeah. So like I got rid of, I got off the throne of my image yeah. and I got rid of a bunch of stuff that I was wasting my money on. Yeah. And so like, it doesn't mean Hawaii every time. No. Right. But it can be one night away at a hotel right. that you find a group on. Rachel found a coupon for us to go to Great Wolf and the hotel room was only a hundred bucks a night. Yeah. So, and then we packed a cooler right. of food. No, so our trip cost us less than $500. Yeah. No, you know the bars. Like we do what we call another bar's adventure a lot. Yeah. Like we do, we try to do it quarterly. And I've had people be like, oh man, must be nice. It must be nice. To you. And I'm like, oh, you have no idea how the bars roll. You have no idea how we do what we do. Do we do a lot? Yes. But we do it in a, we ball it in a budget. Like we do it in a way because to us, that time together is more valuable than checking out the coolest, latest, yeah. greatest restaurant. Like we've been to New York six times. We finally went uh, this last time we finally went to this restaurant that like everybody goes to that's so cool. Yeah, we got there and I was like, holy crap, this menu, this is why we never come, we've never come here before, but we waited until this expensive. time to show, it was more yeah. expensive than we would normally spend on a meal. But like, you have to prioritize what you wanna do, how you wanna do it. What you said is so good. For Aaron and I, there were lots of seasons. I mean, you, you get in that season when your kids are young yeah. where you can become roommates if you're not careful. And it was like, we're gonna every year find a time when we just go, if it's one night, if it's two nights, we live in DFW, like go somewhere yeah. and stay at a hotel. Yeah. And it became a part of just like what we would do, find the right time, the best price, all these pieces. You said it great yesterday. You, it works if you work it. You have to yeah. work your rest. Yeah. You can't just be like willy nilly. Oh crap, it's been a quarter. I haven't done anything. Let's just go spend all the money, do all no. the things. No, you got to plan it, prioritize yeah. it. You got to do a 90 minute presentation if you got to just make sure you say no at the end. Like yeah. you got to do whatever you got to do in order to prioritize that. But it's so valuable to you and I. What we do is a lot of pouring out. It's a lot of emotional uh, toll on yeah. our life if we're not careful. And and what you've learned in your sermon writing is that you have to have that creative rest. But in our life, yeah. we have to have emotional, mm -hmm. spiritual relational, all of these pieces of rest. And I think it's easy to be like, oh, my job's not that stressful. Oh, I go for other people maybe to think, oh, it's not that hard, like it's fine. And then something else you said yesterday kicked me in the gut because I'm in that season now with my kids getting older of like, oh, we're just gonna grind for four months and then we'll chill out. I, yeah. I gotta grind through this thing. And then, no, if you don't stop grinding, you will look back and 10 years have gone by mm -hmm. and you grinded through 10 years yeah. and you didn't mean to, Right. you were just the next thing, the next thing, because there's always more. And yeah, so and no. maybe this <clears throat> hasn't been modeled for you. Right. It wasn't modeled for me. No. I love my mom and dad, they're the best. Because of their story, they had some emergency stuff that they had to lead our family through right. for a lot, for a lot of years. And we didn't do a lot of vacations. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Right. It wasn't modeled for me, but I now with the pace of my life have learned that I need to take some time to rest. Right. And you guys have been an inspiration to me and Rachel to just go and just take, take the time. Now, I'm gonna tell Rachel's watching the podcast. Rachel's probably in the kitchen right now, is what she always does. She's in the kitchen making breakfast, except we've been talking a long time. 
and Rachel and I have to get better at it. We're good at taking the kids, right? but we aren't good at just us going No, yet. Right. Rachel and I, the last trip that her and I took, we got in the biggest fight that we've got in any years. Well, her and I went on just a trip to... Uh, a spa. There was a spa in Austin. That you somewhere in Austin. I don't yeah. know. We went somewhere in Austin. <laughs> and I'm telling you, while we were there, me and her got in the biggest fight. But guess what? We then processed right. and talked about it and healed and took major steps. And that fight mm. and that healing that we got in would have not been resolved. Yep. Had we not went, you know why it took a vacation right. for us to get over the fight, to evaluate it, took, to evaluate. you had to take the time to evaluate Yeah, something I've been guilty <clears throat> of though, that you've helped me a ton in is that because I didn't grow up going on a lot of vacations, I would make the vacation another checklist, a task. It was important. It had to be perfect. It had to go <clears throat> exactly a certain way. I had to get all the pictures. We had to show up at all the locations and I had to learn how to rest on vacation. Yeah. And, and that was a hard one for me that even this last week, like one of my kids got like a cold, the other one had like a stomach bug and it still was one of the best vacations uh, that we've ever had because I chilled the crap out about it. And yeah. I was not like, oh my God, we, now did I still have to fight the internal yes. struggle? A hundred percent. But the evaluation yeah. that can happen in your family, in your marriage, when you take that time. So the, the monthly is for yourself, but yeah. those, those quarterly times with the people you love most, it's so freaking important. Yeah. So Rachel, it's time for us to schedule another vacation so we can go get in a fight together. <laughs> no, it's really good. Okay. Uh, quarterly. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then lastly is yearly. Yeah. And I think that you need to yearly have a week of rest. Yeah. A week a of full rest. vacation. This is the real, full vacation. Yeah. This is the save for it. And now when Rachel and I were young, married, we would do a staycation. Yeah. We literally would move right. the furniture in our master bedroom change some things up. So we slept in the spare bedroom one year. So it felt like we were oh, at a hotel. Fine. We would go and stay at a friend's house, work something out so that you can take, um, you can take some time. Yeah. Something else that we do intentionally is we'll do a, a big vacation as a family. And then we, yeah, uh, I was going to say that Rachel and Aaron and me and Whitney, I said those backwards, <laughs> me and Rachel, <laughs> me and okay, Rachel and Aaron and Whitney, <laughs> you know what, we we'll take a meant. trip together. Yeah. Exactly. Because we're friends. Right. And we as friends need to connect. The way we do life together is right. so essential. Me and, I need to connect with Aaron. <laughs> because you just said Rachel and Aaron and trust right. me. Like that's why. Because we do life together so, uh, yeah, so consistently, so intentionally. Yes, you and Aaron need time together to walk on the beach. You and Rachel need time to just laugh and hang out yes. at a pool. It's super important. Because if not, then then we're not friends and we're just coworkers yeah, that yeah. drag our spouses along. Right, right. You know? And it allows for evaluation in ourselves. I love what you said there because I think that is such an important piece of it, of the rest, of the restoration, which you talked about so well yesterday, that the only, you said the only way to, uh, to restore uh -huh. is to have rest. And, and the evaluation that you just said is such a, a crucial piece of resting yeah. that brings the restoration. Yeah. What do you, you're not going to know how to restore it unless you've evaluated it. Mm -hmm. And taking time to rest allows you to see in yourself some of the areas like, oh man, yeah. I, I've missed working out. Oh yeah. man, I've, I was running so busy that I didn't notice that I like to drink coffee in the morning. Yeah. Whatever it is, 
you've got to have that time. And that's something for us on those trips together that we're able to go, oh, here's some piece that we can evaluate and yeah. see where we're at. And, and then for each other to go like, hey, here's where I'm at. Can you help me? And yeah. like, yeah. Dig it out. Yeah. Dig it out. Dig it out. Um, because we'll go and have lunch after church on Sunday. Right. But we're all tired. Yeah. And so that's not the time for somebody to cry and say, here's what's going on with my <laughs> right. parents. Right. Exactly. Here's what's going on with our children. Here's, here's what I'm going on at, at my job. Yeah. I wrote down the definition of vacation. Okay. An extended period of leisure and recreation. Yeah. The action of leaving something once previously occupied. Hmm. Leaving something that was previously occupied. You're leaving your life. Yeah. You're leaving the normal yeah. stressors. It doesn't have to cost a million bucks. Doesn't have to cost a million bucks. It doesn't have to be on Instagram. Right. It doesn't matter if you're not swimsuit ready. <laughs> right. None of these things matter. If you like the cold, go to the cold. If you want to go to the mountains, go to the mountains. If you like the beach, go to the beach. There's a million places in Texas you can drive that you've never been if you live in Texas. Yes, it's true. Like, just take some time to, yeah. to rest and relax. Yeah, I love it. It's super good. What else? Um, well, let me look at these notes too because I wrote some stuff down yesterday to make sure we said them. Um, Dude, oh. I got all cry and now I'm like... No, it was wonderful. Man, because it's been together. a journey and it's still a journey and I think that's the important piece. And so if anybody has questions about rest, about the pace, oh, got, about slowing down, wait. I got one Bible verse I want to read. Is it the one from the end? Yeah. It's, about, it's literally what I was about to say. There's okay. one last piece in my notes. Okay. But you read it in the message version. Are you going to read yeah. it in the message? Okay, good. Because yeah. we have to walk through that. It's important. Okay. So it's Matthew 11, uh, Matthew 11, 28 and 30. And this is the part, part, part. I've taught it before where Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And he, Jesus draws this image, right, of two oxen these two oxen, they put this big wooden yoke on it. And I actually have a yoke that I used in a sermon illustration. That's right. I just didn't have time. And so where, you know, you put your head in it and if you put Jesus in the yoke with you, he's stronger so he right. can help pull the load. And so I've taught it before, but this, this last week I read it in the message and it's so good. And it okay. says this, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion, just on the rules and the rituals? Jesus says, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Mm. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Right. Not a fake rest. A real one. Drugs is a fake rest. Cheeseburgers in parking lots is a fake rest. Right. Watching endless television, binging is a fake rest. Video games for eight hours. <laughs> Right. It's a fake rest. Jesus says, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. So our rest is not just a walk, but it's also some work. Jesus says, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Mm. We need to be rhythms to our rest. We're not just resting at random. We're resting in rhythm. Jesus says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. God, it's so good. Right. I'm not going to put this heavy burden on you that doesn't fit. I'm going to teach you to rest. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Yeah. And what I want to be as a husband, as a dad, as a pastor, as a son of God, right. I want to be able to live a life that's free 
and light. Right. But I spent the first 40 years heavy and burdened. Right. And trudging through and fighting and grinding. And I might have done it all wrong. Not all of it. I'm just, just saying. This one piece. I'm just saying no, right. we do it wrong yeah. because we think it's up to our muscle. We well, put our you, power on the throne. Right. Take your power off the throne. Yeah. Take your plan off the throne. But when we can allow ourselves to really read the word and understand that his intention for us was for it to be light. I think that we get it twisted in, in church world, in religiosity, and we think if it's heavy, then I'm doing it for Jesus. Take up your cross. Take up the cross and follow me. It's going to be heavy and hard and deep. It is going to be hard. It is going to be heavy, mm -hmm. but it can also be really light and what if, free. But what if the cross you're supposed to take up is to learn how to rest? Right. What if the cross you're supposed to take right. up is that it's not on you? Right. That it's so, all. So, hey, yeah. friends, take a day off. Right. Go That's take a nap. <laughs> I know that your thing isn't as successful as you want it to be. We have a lot of pastors that watch. I know your church is smaller than it was three years ago. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Take a day off. Right. Rest, relax. Rest. The yeah. gift is in you. Would you pray for Absolutely. our tug team? And then we're going to go. God, we thank you for the fact that you're so good. Yeah. And that you love us so much. And that you are not uh, up in heaven just like driving the whip, wanting yes. us to work so hard. But yeah. instead, you love us uh, just for who we are. And because you created us just the way we are. Yeah. So God, help us, teach us, show us what it is to walk in the rhythm of rest, to walk in your pace that you have for us, not the pace that we've created for ourselves, not the pace that we're trying to uh, meet with some, catching up to somebody else that we're comparing ourselves to, but the pace that you have for us, each one of us individually, God. Yeah. Thank you for each person that follows and, and each person in our church, God, as you're taking us on this journey to get off the throne, God, yeah. keep teaching us and guiding us and showing us and and uh, we'll keep uh, letting our life reflect what you're teaching us we love you god we thank yeah. you in jesus name hold on loosely <laughs> love y'all love y'all dude see ya <laughs>